Welcome into the August 11th episode of the Lockdown Leafs Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. The World Juniors are officially underway. Canada victorious in their tournament opener. We'll recap that game. And a couple of Leafs prospects that are uh, making a name for themselves early on in the tournament as well. And the Buds have officially extended their first PTO of the offseason, Dave. It's not a name that you'd expect. We'll let you know who it is on today's episode of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to on Leafs Podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also writer for the NHLPA. Locked on Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcast from, you can also now catch us on video format up on YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, go check us out there. Click uh, search up Lockdown Leafs on YouTube and go ahead, hit subscribe and let us know down below your thoughts on uh, the action so far down at the World Junior Championships. Are you invested into it now that it's starting? Have you changed your mind? Are you watching these games? Let us know uh, in the comment section down below. All right, uh, Dave, uh, before we get into tonight's game uh, or, or recap the game, Canada's 5 to win over Latvia and get into some of the Leafs content, uh, there is some you know, sad news in Leafland that we became aware of over the course of the last 24 hours. Uh, Bioria Salming, Leafs ledge, arguably the greatest Leaf of all time. I believe he was ranked number one um, when the Maple Leafs did their top 100 list for their centennial season. I believe he was uh, the number one player, if I'm not mistaken. He um, was actually, actually, it was Dave Keon that was number one, but he was in the top 10. He was definitely, I thought he was number, he was no, top you're right. defenseman of all time, I believe. Top defenseman, right. okay, that's what the number one defenseman, I believe, Yeah, um, was Bioria Salming, you're right. Or actually, um, he might have been one or two. I think Tim Horn might have been one, the top defenseman. But he was, he is, remains a top 10 Leaf of all time. Now we got to check this, Dave. Now I got to double check to make sure that I'm correct because I could have sworn he was the number one defenseman. That's what I meant to say. Now I got to check. I'm top 100 Maple Leafs centennial season. So, yeah, Dave Ke- I've got it right here. Dave Keon is number one. Borey Salming is eight. And the and Tim Horton was six. Why did I think that he was number the the number one defenseman? I don't know. You know what? In my opinion, I think he remains the top the Leafs defenseman of all time. And I I know I haven't watched him play like live, but reading about him and going back, his style of play would be fantastic in this day's game. Oh, what it ever. He would be just outstanding defenseman, um, you know, in modern day hockey. Imagine he had, you know, the the flex on the twigs that they have nowadays, and you know, if if he had the training that these players have nowadays, would have been outstanding. Um, But uh, we did find out that he is now suffering from ALS, also known as the Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, and he sent out a statement to Leafs Nation. If you want to post it here and read what it says there, Dave, 
Um, this is what Boris Salming sent out via uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs PR earlier today in regarding his health status. Yeah, so he said, I received news that has shaken my family, me. The signs that indicated that something was wrong in my body turned out to be the disease ALS, as also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. In an instant, everything changed. I don't know how the days ahead will be, but I understand that there will be challenges greater than anything I have ever faced. I also recognize there is no cure, but there are numerous worldwide trials going on, and there will be a cure one day. In the meantime, there are treatments available to slow the progression, and my family and I will remain positive. I received. Oh, sorry, that was that was the same part. I'm gonna. I just realized I put the two parts together. I shall get the second part up. Uh, I'll read it out. I did a great job putting this together, by the way. Nice, nice. Okay, since I started playing hockey, all right, I shall take this down. Since I started playing ice hockey as a little kid in Karuna and throughout my career, I have given it my all, and I will continue to do so. Right now, I rest assured that I have my loving family around me and the best possible medical care. I understand there are many of you that would like to reach out. However, I kindly ask that you respect our privacy in these trying times. Please keep us in your prayers when the time is right, and I understand more about my condition and future journey. I will reach out. So until such a time, we kindly refrain from all contact. I hope you understand and respect our decision. It's a tough, tough news to wake up to. Like, first thing in the, like, First thing I saw when I woke up was this news yeah. just just blindsided me because I don't know if you've ever seen Boris Salming recently. He's 71 and he does not look like a 71 year old man. Yeah, I think he he took it a couple of games I've seen recently and, and I saw him like on TV, I guess. And yeah, he doesn't. But it's it's, you know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to diseases, man, like they don't care how old you are. They don't care who you are. Uh, it, it comes for you and it's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, so that was some, some tough news in Leafs nation, Bjorn Salming, uh, diagnosed with, uh, with ALS. So we're going to be wishing him good health, uh, going forward. And, um, cause like it's, it's not something that necessarily has like is curable. If I'm not mistaken, it's kind of something that you live with, uh, mm. you know, so hopefully, um, you know, it's not, uh, you know, doesn't, take over his body uh too quickly and, and he could still live you know a, a long and and decent life i suppose yeah. uh all right it's not an easy way to transition out of uh talking about this stuff because it's such a you know a dark dark situation but why don't we take a break uh we'll come back and when we get back we can get into canada's victory over Lapia, and then we can get into uh, some Maple Leafs news as well. A couple of Leafs really tearing it up in, in their first game at the World Junior Championships, and a PTO has been extended from the Maple Leafs to a goaltender. We'll tell you who that is on the other side. But before we get there, uh, David, why don't you tell the good folks about one of today's show sponsors, Athletic Greens. Yeah, it's a product that I use every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to boost my immune system and get healthy. Now I've been on it for roughly six weeks. I love it. It doesn't take like taste like it's super healthy. You know, sometimes those super healthy things can have a bit of an aftertaste. It has a kind of a mild tropical taste I actually look forward to every morning. 
So what is in this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It costs you less than $3 a day. Imagine you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's even cheaper than all the other different supplements that you might be taking right now. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. For every purchase, they also donate to help fight, sorry, to help fight kid hunger and helping kids get nutritionally fit as well. So they also help many organizations like No Kid Hungry in the U.S. In 2020, Athletic Greens donated over 1.2 million meals to children in America. Great organization all around. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a little more incentive and and offer you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership over your health and pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morris, your host here at Locked On Leafs. If it's your first time joining us, thank you so much for giving us a chance. Hopefully you enjoy uh, the conversation we're about to have. And if you do, go ahead, smash that like button and uh, give us a subscribe as well, whether it's on YouTube or if you're listening on whatever audio platform you get your podcast from. That was a tough first segment, Dave. I'm not going to lie. If, if this is your first time, we usually are, uh, you know, not as not as, not as as tough as, as that first no, segment. I, I don't know what happened. I was sitting there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, number one defenseman for, for sure, and not even realizing that Tim Horton was ahead of him. And then, you know, you messed up on the graphic there. It's like, oh, we both made a big You know what? This, this hit us hard, I will say. Oh, man, that was a tough first thing. But tell you what. We got another back. 20 minutes. We're going to bounce back. We're like the Leafs. We have a bad first period, but don't worry. <laughs> Second and third, we got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. That's right. That's right. Just don't ask us to show up in the playoffs. That's that's basically how it's going to go. We all know hey, how Hey, we that showed is. up in the playoffs. I was just going to say that. We did show up. We did show up. We did show up. Uh, all right. So, Canada, with their first win of the tournament, a 5-2 win over Latvia at the World Junior Championships, a little rocky after one period, just like us. Uh, they were someone who struggled, and then they picked it up in the second and third period. Uh, but it was tied at one after the first, and then you know came on to score four goals, uh, or, or yeah, an additional four goals throughout the rest of the game, and, and ended up with the victory there. Carter Bedard put on an absolute show. He had an unreal goal to open up the scoring. Uh, Zellweger, I thought, had a, a beautiful goal from the point. Saw through like four different bodies. And then Ridley Gregg, who ended up getting named player of the game, his goal was absolutely unbelievable. Just kind of fights off the defender and then has the wherewithal. It's a forehand, backhand, and just like poke the puck through the five hole of the goaltender. It was awesome uh, to see. But, you know, it wasn't Canada's best game, I would say. They eventually picked it up. 
but uh, certainly a, a little rusty, I think you could say. But uh, overall, nice to see, I guess, hockey in, in August or what? Like, have you changed your mind on watching the over the last couple of days, seeing this hockey in, in August? Because when I'm looking at the attendance, I'm looking at, at what's going on in the stands. It looks like really low turnouts, like even for these Canada games, like the game tonight, I saw lots of empty spaces in the lower bowl, uh, which I wasn't really anticipating. I thought at least the Canada games might be able to uh, to fill uh, the lower bowl, but doesn't look like it, man. Doesn't look like it. Yeah, that's that's part of it, too, is like when you don't have the this is seems to be going back to like the COVID crowds where like there weren't many people at the games. Um, I, to me, it's nice to see that like a guy like Connor Bedard, you can get excited to watch a guy like that. Um, there's some leaf interest in these games as well. So that gets you somewhat interested, but yeah, I'm not, you know, rushing over and like having to, you know, plan my day around the world juniors. If the world juniors is on, I'm watching it. I mean, partly also because I have to do some work around it, but right, like otherwise, I'm not, I'm not, you know, rushing and you know telling my friends, yo, we're going to a bar. We better make sure we have a place where we can watch this World Junior game. Right? Yeah, and and like even like there's no key Canada U.S. Um, preliminary game because they're in separate tables, so they're going to have to play, you know, somewhere down the line if they do want to play each other and. That, I imagine, as typically does, will get a massive crowd. But, you know, Latvia didn't get you a big crowd against Canada. Maybe if they won, they play Sweden and, and Finland. Maybe that'll, you know, tick up and, and you'll see a much larger crowd. But this one was uh, a little a little lower than I anticipated seeing it, to be quite honest with you. Um, but Canada back at it tonight. They'll be taking on Slovakia, which... I think it'll be another low crowd if that's the case, just based on the fact that um, a four o'clock local starts. Most people don't get off work until five o'clock. So the fact that they got four o'clock local starts, I think is a little bizarre. Um, Not sure why they have the four o'clock and not the eight o'clock ones. I uh, think it has to do a lot with other people around the country watching. Well, I know, but like I even, yes, you're right. That's exactly what it has to do with. It has to do with pleasing us here in Ontario and, and elsewhere around the country. But, you know, a four or four o'clock start local time isn't, oh, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for, for anybody, I suppose. Because even here, it's like six o'clock as opposed to seven. Yeah, okay, I guess most people are home. They've already eaten and the game starts. But locally, if you're trying to sell tickets to get people in seats, get bums in seats, I mean, a four o'clock local start isn't necessarily the the best way to do it. Like at least I don't know five or six, and now you're talking about an eight. You know, if it's six p.m. local, that's eight p.m. Eastern, which is prime time. That that, that makes way more sense to me. I don't know. It is what it is. I suppose there's really no uh, sense of complaint about it. I suppose, but uh, Canada will be back at it tonight. They've got Slovakia, who uh, lost their first game. Um, so they'll be looking to rebound where Canada will be looking to move to 2-0 and in the tournament. And if you want, you can bet on this game over at betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. 
BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They got you covered. Head to BetOnline today or it's your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Logged On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. Got Dave Morissuti here with me. We're hosts here at Locked On Leafs. And speaking of the Maple Leafs, which you had about Team Canada and them being victorious at the World Junior Championships, well, the two squads that feature Maple Leafs prospects also victorious in their opening games at the World Junior Championships, Finland and USA. Um, but the guy who really so far has stood out amongst all Leafs prospects, and he wasn't the name. I, mean, I thought he was going to have a good tournament, but wasn't the name where I was expected to say, oh, all right, let's go. Rony Irvinen ends up with a three-point performance um, in uh, Finland. 6-1 win over Latvia on night one of the tournament. Uh, so a nice little three-point effort out of Rony Irvinen. Uh, almost had a fourth point, assisted on Topi Nimala's goal, but it was called back. So didn't get that fourth point, and Nimala didn't end up getting credited with a goal either, but he looks pretty good um, for, on the blue line. And then Matthew Nyes, America, winning their first uh, an opening game. And Matthew Nyes didn't score, but made some really nice plays and and really still looks like he's going to be just like a stud power forward. So good in and around the net. It's it's good to see. Yeah, I'm first off, the anti-Leaf bias to take away Toby Niamla's goal. Shame. Shame. <laughs> That's it, right? It was just Edmonton fans, and they were like, or Edmonton fans who were down uh, – I guess in, well, I don't know where actually the double IHF is when it comes to, you know, like they go down to Toronto in the NHL yeah. for goal call. The situation room would be. Yeah. Like where's the situation room? Is it in Edmonton? And if that's the I case, know, situation it's rooms. actually, it's a good thing you brought that up. How ridiculous was that review in the U S Germany game? Oh my God. <laughs> the review was one thing, but then the explanation afterwards, like, can we pull this up? Can we find this actually? See if he could. Uh, then the, the thing gets crapped out, so maybe not. But this was ridiculous. Absolutely. Explain to the people who didn't see it exactly what happened. I, I should find Jane Thussey's tweet about it because I thought it was, I thought it poetically. Okay. I'm going to read Jane Thussey's tweet on this. So the USA scores on a close high stick play. It was called ruled no goal on the ice. But then they did around nine minutes of a video review, the call gets reversed. It is now a goal. But then Germany challenges for goaltender interference. So then four minutes later, the goal, the goal gets reversed again to a no goal. So after about 12 minutes and 53 seconds, I guess James, James was had a stopwatch or something. The call on the ice was then deemed the correct call as a it no stood. goal. But it was like, who, whichever, whoever the official was, who was like, uh, the the goal is good and uh, the challenge is successful and uh, no goal. I was like, wait, it was good. It was no good. What? This <laughs> like, reminds me of that that Monday Night Football game. Or it was a Monday Night Football between the Packers and the Seahawks, where each player had the ball in the end zone. And he had one one official going touchdown. And oh, the other, and then the other one saying interception. Yeah, other one saying yeah, inter- interception. And we're just like, bruh, which one is it? Which one? What are you talking about? Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a. I guess the 
the funniest moment so far of the tournament. Yeah, that was really something there. Uh, but tournament action continues today with, oh yeah, we got all three games have, have a, you know, Canadian flair to it because you've got Canada tonight taking on Slovakia. That game's going to be um, at six o'clock, like every Canadian game, six o'clock Eastern time. And then we've got England who's got uh, Roni Irvin and Topi Nimola taking on Czechia. That'll be at 2 p.m. And then USA and Switzerland with the nightcap with Matt Nyes. That'll be at 10 p.m. So if you're a Leaf fan, you've got a full slate of games today to watch at the World Junior Championships. Um, just a, a solid day of couching on a Thursday afternoon in August. Should be an interesting, interesting day. Every guy is free. For those. Every guy um, if you're off today and you're a Leaf fan, you're in heaven. Absolutely in heaven just to watch, you know, Irvinen and Nimala do their thing at 2 o'clock, roll it right into Team Canada doing their thing. And then a little bit later on, you'll have USA and Switzerland uh, and see what they can get up to uh, watching Matthew Nye, see if he can pot a goal or something like that. So uh, fun day ahead at the World Junior Championships for, for day number three as most teams will finish up uh, their second games on the slate. All right. Um, we teased it a little bit earlier that the Maple Leafs had extended a professional tryout to PTO um, for training camp to a free agent goaltender. If I would have told you that the Leafs were going to do this, there would have been maybe like 14 goalies ahead of this player who did get the PTO. Um, the guy's name is Dylan Thompson. And most of you guys are probably saying, who da who, like doing the old uh, uh, Conor McGregor, like who da is that guy? <laughs> well, I hate um, to say, well, they will still be doing, like they still will be doing it when you hear his story as it well. Probably, they probably will. So it was a seventh round pick by the Dallas Stars back in 2017, traded to the Vegas Golden Knights, actually got to play a game that season in his draft plus one year because Vegas was down to like their Six goal, their final goaltender in the system, which happened to be Dylan Thompson. They had to call Wait, him up. Did you from call the Dylan w Thompson? Sorry, Dylan um, Ferguson. Ferguson. Sorry, Ferguson had to call the guy up from the minors, um, from the WHL, and he got into a game. <laughs> didn't play too well. Didn't play well at all. I might add, uh, but did get one game at like age eighteen, which doesn't happen a whole lot. So that was kind of funny. Um, and hasn't played a game in the NHL since he's been mainly in the East Coast League. And, and last year he was in the American League, uh, but only 23 years old. So there's still, you know, he's still a rather young goaltender. And, and, and you know, he's not someone I think is going to compete for uh, some NHL duties, obviously, but maybe uh, just like some extra insurance in, uh, you know, the AHL, potentially the ECHL, where he's spent most of his uh, time. But Strange that this is the the PTO goaltender that they're going after. Yeah, like for when Dylan Ferguson was brought into the NHL, he was the Golden Knights' fifth option. Yeah, like they went through four goaltenders before they're like, uh, "Who do we got next?" Uh, and it was like the kid that they had traded for like yeah. a few weeks prior, and they're like, "I mean, this kid, we got to throw him in, eighteen years old, but he's the only goalie left." that we have signed to a contract who we can play. Yeah. Like that was was, it. He came in a trade from the Dallas stars. I remember that he was a seventh round pick by the stars. Mm -hmm. I, I find interesting because the Leafs are going to have quite a few goaltenders in training camp. I don't know how many of them are going to be in the 
leave training camp because there will be some going to the right to the Marlies. Like you got Sam Sonov, you have Matt Murray, you have Eric Schallgren, you got Joseph Wool. You know, I'm assuming Keith Petruzzelli will be there. Dryden McKay will be there. That's I already counting six goalies. Yeah, and that's not including Dennis Hildeby, who's, you know, a couple of years away from coming back overseas to North America. But, you know, that's that's a, another guy who, you know, is in that age range of Ferguson, Petruzzilli and um, and Dryden McKay, where it's like, huh, that's it's a really weird situation. Like if I look at Ferguson at this point on the depth chart, like he probably is ECHL level player. And if that's the case. I mean, a PTO is just kind of strange. I don't know. I guess they didn't want to completely uh, lock him up. Like, if you look at his numbers, they haven't been terrific. Uh, I think I can probably – actually, I can screen share this, correct? So yep. I'll share, I'll share his numbers that I'm looking at right now um, and show you guys exactly what he's all about, our guy, Dylan Ferguson. So you can see right here. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, Mike. What's that? Can you zoom in a little bit? Yeah. See, is that good? Yeah, that's better. Perfect. You can see right here, the Vegas Golden Knights played one game in his draft year, one game, a 500 save percentage. But, um, you know, a couple of games in the AHL the following year, two years later, but mostly in the ECHL, 3-7 goals against, 869 save percentage. Not great. And then a couple of years back, 11 games in the uh, East Coast League, a 196 goals against a 926 percentage. Pretty good, but then not so great once they got to the playoffs. Uh, and then last year, um, spent all his time in the American League, just 13 games last year, but a 290 goals against and a 907 save percentage. So, I mean, he's not a guy who, uh, who wows you in terms of stats, I would say. Um, pretty decent, I guess, you know, 922 that year in Kamloops, the year he got drafted, um, with a seventh round pick, but ultimately, you know, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a flyer. It's just a lottery ticket and maybe he can be just organizational depth should injuries start to occur. Um, but these have had some issues with, (laughs) they have, but I'm not expecting a whole lot out of, uh, Dylan Ferguson. That's for sure. Um, but it did get me thinking, like we're getting to that time now where PTOs kind of start to get extended out to guys. And there's a lot of like decent free agents still available. It's, and, you know, I wonder if we're going to see many of these guys take PTOs. Are they going to actually just finally sign their deals? Like what's going on here? All right, but, fine. And we'll send we'll send one out to Nazem Kadri. We'll give him a PTO. We'll give him a shot. That's right. You want a PTO? We'll give you an option. You want you want to come in here, get a good sweat on. You won't have to leave the country. You're already in London. Why not? Come on. Um, but like, is there any other? Like, how would you feel about the Leafs signing some more guys to PTOs? Like, do you want to see these players get their opportunities who are currently with the squad? Or there may be some guys who you're thinking of who maybe could be some PTO options for this club, this this upcoming training camp. Kind of wondering what the heck is going on with the Sonny Milano situation. Yeah. He's a guy I was extended PTO. He's only 26. He had 34 points last year. And he, like, if you looked at his ice time, didn't play a whole heck like he played only average about 15 minutes a night like you know 
put him on the in the right situation. I think you know that's someone I would like the Leafs to consider uh, consider there. If you're looking for scoring depth, a guy that can you know and play has a little versatility, Evan Rodriguez. I don't know how that guy still hasn't been signed. I thought he was fantastic. That's what I mean. Like, like a couple of these players, I'm just are they PTO guys? Like, how do they not get guaranteed contracts already? That that's what confuses me about all this. However, who was it that we saw? Was it Mike Kaufman a couple years ago, where he went into St. Louis on a PTO, and they had to like wait until they put someone on IR and then they signed him to a contract like after the season had started technically, but he was with the team for training camp on a PTO. Like you remember when that happened? Like, I wonder if there's some of these guys are thinking about doing the same thing. Like once they are able to get through, uh, get through camp and then they can put people on LTIR, open up a bit of cap space and then officially sign that player. I wonder if that's kind of what is going on with some of these guys. Um, for me, I wouldn't mind bringing in somebody who might be able to like win the fourth line center role. Um, like right now, it's Adam Godet. He's fine, like just fine to me. If he ends up becoming the fourth center, like I don't think that's awful. But at the same time, like a couple of guys who are still out there, I think Cody Eakin would be a decent option as a fourth line center. There's a lot of intrigue and discussion regarding Sam Gagne. Uh, earlier this season, I remember I was I was on the uh, on the lunch and we were talking with um, I think CJ and he had mentioned that Sam Gagne was a name to keep an eye on with the Maple Leafs and he's yet to sign. He's still a free agent and the Maple Leafs haven't brought him in. But I wonder if that's the type of PTO that they could bring in uh, and maybe he can try and compete for like a fourth line job. And then Zach Aston Reese is another one of those guys who. Uh, was linked to Toronto a little bit early in the free agent process, mainly by, I think, media and speculation, um, just because he's the type of player that they need, I suppose. Uh, so perhaps he's somebody who Toronto could bring in as a PTO to try and you know win a job, potentially. So those three are three players that are still out there, veteran guys who I think potentially could be PTO-level players. Sonny Milano, I, I think, will get a guaranteed contract before yeah. camp. At some point, so I, don't, I, I, I mean, maybe not. Who knows? I guess he hasn't signed one yet, for whatever reason. I think everyone's still waiting for the Cadre shoe to drop before so. they start offering out, you know, these two, three million dollar deals to Milano and Rodriguez. Uh, but Eakin and Gagne, I could see those guys and their free agent status leaking into uh, September, and then eventually they'll have to kind of go in on PTOs and and try and make teams that way. Uh, as opposed to trying to wait out and get themselves a guaranteed deal. Um, anything else you want to add there? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the list. There's actually quite a few guys I wouldn't mind throwing a PT, like PTO offer at. Like, um, like even like a Brandon Perlini. I know he hadn't done much yeah. at the NHL level yet, but this is a guy that has size, scoring. A, he, he showed he could be a scorer during his minor league career. I just don't think he's caught on to the right situation in the NHL level, but yeah, there's, I think like, you know, if you, if you want to look for like some right-handed depth on the blue line, like a Michael stone, I get throw a P if he's looking for a, a shot, give him a, like, obviously you're not going to throw like 10 PTOs cause you no, no team's really going to do that, mm. but like you're going to sensibly want to have a few up front, maybe one or two on the back end. 
like there's there's going to be quite a bit. I think there's going to be quite a bit. Of that. I think teams are weary of the cap space that they have as well to give contracts to, and maybe they want to see if they can get internal solutions to work before they give out any guaranteed uh, money. Right. Like for the Leafs, for example, I mean, yeah, I guess you could go and sign Cody Eke and do a pretty cheap deal to come in and be your fourth line center. But what if Adam Gaudet can do it for cheaper? You know, like why would you give away that guaranteed cash and, you know, take away a roster spot or, you know, a contract slot uh, for no reason? Bring him in on PTO, let the battle. If he's better than Gaudet, wins the job, then you reward him with a contract and then doesn't hurt you. But if you bring him in and you already give him a contract, but Goddett wins it anyways, now you're sitting there with Cody Eakin, he's got nothing to do, and you've wasted a contract slot, right? So uh, it, it would make a lot more sense for, for them to go the PTO uh, realm. And, uh, yeah, Dylan Ferguson has received the first one of the offseason from the Toronto Maple Leafs, 23-year-old goaltender uh, with exactly one game of NHL experience. Uh, but, again, don't anticipate him to factor into the NHL this season. More about that organizational depth. Uh, with an organization that uses a three-tier system with the NHL, the AHL, and they really utilize the ECHL as well for development. And a 23-year-old goaltender, uh, it's it's just another, you know, another flyer, little little dart throw at the board. So uh, hopefully it works out for Toronto. All right, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcast platforms to receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Also, go ahead and follow the show at Locked On Leafs. Uh, get social with us. Reach out to us. Uh, we love answering all your questions. Um, go ahead, smash that like button if you're watching here on YouTube. Comment down below if there's anyone you want to extend a PTO to. Um, and before we leave, uh, Dave, you wanted to have one more word for us. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we were talking about sad stories in the, in, in hockey with Bory Salming, but I think uh, we have to also give a shout out to Ben Selter, the Selter yeah. family. Very tough uh, news also. Uh, ben put up a great fight. He was such a great story throughout the Oilers season. I feel like he energized that Oilers team because they were. Oh, for sure. He I, was I, like, he was like, um, he was what, was it Layla, the, the girl yeah, in yeah. St. Louis? He was like that and galvanized the group like like she did with St. Louis. He did that with Edmonton. Now, the, the story had a much more um, Cinderella ending with Layla and St. Louis than did with Ben and with uh, Edmonton. But ultimately, um, yeah, he was just like a folk hero amongst not just the players, but I mean the fans, hockey, hockey fans in general were always stoked whenever they won. And, you know, every time they won, you saw the gift get dropped. Play La Bamba, baby, every single time. Can uh, I get yeah. music? Great in music. <laughs> Incredibly sad, though. Um, way too young. Gone way too uh, way too young. Uh, that's for sure. But, yeah, we're definitely uh, – the hockey world is saddened by the loss of of, uh, of Ben Stelter. And, you know, obviously, Boris Salming is, is – he's not dead, but uh, not in good health right now. And we also wish nothing but the best for, uh, for him and his family moving forward as well uh all right david good stuff today uh we'll be back with our episode tomorrow but until then keep it locked right here on locked on leafs